Well, actually, it's Mark Simone here today. Uh, Sean, uh, this is very rare. He takes him taking a day off. And what does he do on his day off? He's working. <laughs> he's he's on assignment. He's. Uh, you remember the great anchorman Walter Cronkite? He was a big sailor. He had a boat. He named it Assignment. And I said, why'd you call it assignment? He said, that way when I'm away, they can say, I'm on assignment. But in this case, Sean is actually working. we got a lot to get to. We'll get to uh, uh, Nikki Haley. We'll get to Nikki Haley. We'll get to uh, Donald Trump. We'll get to uh, the the border. We'll get to uh, out-of-control crime everywhere you look. Uh, It's it's President's Day yesterday. You know, it's an important day because this is a country where anyone can be president. And if you've seen some of our presidents, you know anyone can be president. So, But we honor our presidents by selling mattresses at half price. <laughs> I, I don't know. what. Why did that become the custom? President, buy a mattress. So um, we've got lots to talk about. Uh, normally, I'm on our big flagship station, WOR in New York, the biggest talk station. And I used to go from our studio down, you know, I'd come up here to the network studio, and it was so much better up here. But... W-O-R, all of our local cities, we moved into these new state-of-the-art studios. State-of-the-art everything. Now when I come up here, it's like 1812. It's, Linda, it's primitive up here. Why? So I'm assuming you brought that with you, obviously. No, but look. The, you know, everything was fine before you people got here. You know, you came up from down in Tribeca, and you brought all your problems, and now nothing works. No, we so got I these, blame you. We got the most incredible. Now come in here. Look at this stuff. The phone charging cord is a lightning cable? How primitive can you get? Okay, first of all, not everybody is as Apple as obsessed as you are. You are literally in a league of your own, truly. Uh, all right. <laughs> I think uh, you know that deep down inside. All right, it's a nice studio. Look, they got seven computer screens, and these two are working, so uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> got the, Now, they got a control room in there that has 7,000 switches, the biggest console board. It's got a million controls. I can operate that blindfolded, but I can't figure out how the hell do you work this coffee machine Linda has. <laughs> well, that's because I have the fancy coffee machine, but I did make you a nice cup of tea. You got to admit. Yeah, you used the microwave, but- Old-fashioned. You like it old-fashioned. Yeah, no, you know? She's got this Nespresso coffee maker. Looks amazing. Nobody in 10 years has figured out how to make a <laughs> cup of coffee. Nobody's had any coffee. I've had plenty of coffee, let me tell you. The only one that knows how to operate that and thing. There's a good reason for it. All right, let's. right, I'm putting it off. All right, let's get to this Nikki Haley. <laughs> Nikki Haley, she's a nice woman, except for the being very annoying, a nice woman. But um, where do we even begin? So she's lost every primary. She's scheduled to lose every primary. This Saturday is the South Carolina primary. That's her home state. It doesn't look good to lose in your home state. Well, she's not going to get just a loss. She's going to be slaughtered in a landslide. She's behind 35 points in the polls. Everybody came out against her in South Carolina, the governor, both the senators, the attorney general. Everybody's against her. So she was supposed to have a campaign announcement today, and everybody assumed she would drop out because that would be the logical thing to do. Uh, Why get wiped out in your home state? Why lose by 35 points? You drop out first. That way when you lose, it looks like, well, I, I dropped out. That's why I lost. So she announces today she's not quitting, which makes absolutely no sense at all. You know, after the World War II, they found... Like five years later, these Japanese soldiers on an island, 
they didn't know the war was over and they were still ready to fight. And, you know, it's great to say, I'm not a quitter. I'll never quit. But if the game's over and the other team left and all the fans left, the parking lot's empty. You can quit. It's time to go home. So uh, let's take a listen. This is her earlier today uh, where she'll never, ever, ever quit. Uh, Cut five. Let's hear, hear Nikki Haley. You've got Donald Trump who said on a stage in Conway that not only would he not defend NATO countries if they didn't pull their weight, but that he would encourage Putin to invade the countries if they didn't pull their weight. Now, keep in mind, that means Trump is siding with a thug where half a million have been wounded or murdered because Putin invaded Ukraine. He sided with a dictator who kills his political opponents. He sided with a tyrant who's made no bones about wanting to destroy America. And you're going to side with something like that over the allies who stood with us at 9-11? What are we doing? We all want them to pull their weight without question. But you don't go and put our allies in harm's way and our military who are serving there right now in harm's way. And what's Putin's response? Now he's putting forces around the Baltic countries. And guess what? He said... Once he takes Ukraine, Poland and the Baltics are next. Those are NATO countries, and that puts America at war. We are trying to prevent war. We should always try and prevent war. Good for her. Look at her standing up to Trump. Now, not a word she said was true. Everything she said she made up, it's totally false. He said he would never defend a NATO country. He didn't say anything close to that. That's not at all what he said. Uh, the question was, what do you do if the NATO country won't pay? This is a big problem in NATO. We're paying uh, $200 billion into NATO. All the other countries combined are paying $20 billion in. Some of them aren't even paying. It's like some major European countries not paying. What would you do if they don't pay? Would you defend them? Now, he's joking. Watch the video. He's clearly making a joke. No, in fact, uh, I'd say to those other guys, hey, you do whatever you have to. You know, he's, he's making a joke. But she's doing this Chris Christie routine where you just insult the heck out of Donald Trump. You just keep going after him. Now, maybe let's understand Nikki Haley from the beginning. Donald Trump never wanted to put her in the administration. Didn't think much of her. He loved the Lieutenant Governor McMaster of South Carolina. Really loved that guy. And he, that guy did a lot for Trump. And he said, what do you want? I'll give you a big job in the White House. And he said, I don't really want to go to Washington. I don't want to be in the White House. I'd like to be the governor of South Carolina. If you can get Nikki Haley out of here, I'm the governor. And Trump said, and he's admitted to this publicly, he said, all right, I got somewhere I can dump her. It's a job that doesn't mean much. And he brought her up to give her the job of UN ambassador. It's a nice, sounds good, ambassador of the United Nations. It doesn't mean anything. You don't do anything except hang out at the UN. Well, for her, it was the perfect job. It was exactly what she wanted because part of that job is you come to New York and since you're not busy all day doing anything as a U.N. ambassador, you get invited to lunch with everybody, all the big donors. You get invited to their dinner parties. So for those couple of years in New York, she made friends with every major donor in New York. These are all zillionaires, and they've got big uh, Manhattan apartments. They've got big mansions in the Hamptons, Palm Beach. They're geniuses at what they do for a living. Now, when it comes to politics, they're the dumbest people you've ever seen. They always back the wrong candidate. Whoever they back is a guaranteed loser, whether it's Jeb Bush, whoever. They always back the wrong person. But she wowed them. She's a 
star of their dinner parties. That's why they always get the wrong candidate. They always back whoever fits in in their dinner parties. Now, whoever fits in at a fancy dinner party in the Hamptons probably is not going to fit in in Iowa or Ohio or anywhere else, but they don't, they don't know that. So she became their darling, and now she jumps in the race. They always back whoever's going to lose, and she's perfect for them. And uh, you're saying, well, why is she still in the race? She's going to lose South Carolina because uh, she's become the absolute expert at milking these donors. She is going to raise tons and tons and tons of money. And you can keep that money. You're not supposed to spend it on yourself, but you can keep it in a campaign pack and you can use it. You can use it to pay for a car, a driver, an assistant, an office, a camp. You call it a campaign office. And uh, you can do that. So she's lashing out at Trump. And as long as you're calling Trump every name in the world, the donors will keep giving you money. They love this. They love this. So, uh, hey, let's. then she brings up her husband. Now, this was not good. She starts crying. She attacked my husband. He didn't really attack the husband. He brought up a question, which is pretty interesting. I'll get to that. But she's, I, I think if you're running for commander-in-chief, it's not good to cry, is it? You shouldn't be crying on stage. It doesn't look tough. You know, she's, the, the clip you just heard was, stand up to Putin. We've got to be tough. The next clip, she's crying and sobbing on stage. Do we have that? Let's take a listen. Let's forge a new American future. This vision has guided every generation. It summoned me to serve as governor of this great state and as ambassador for the greatest country in the world. And that same vision called my husband to serve in the uniform of the United States. He's a major in the South Carolina Army National Guard. As I prepare for what lies ahead, Michael is at the forefront of my mind. I wish Michael was here today. And I wish our children, and I could see him tonight, but we can't. He's serving on the other side of the world, where conflict is the norm, where terrorists hide among the innocent, where Iran's terrorist proxies are now attacking American troops. Well, now, anybody that's serving... Anywhere in any capacity in the military should be applauded. Thank you. Thank you for serving. But she's making it sound like he's like a a Navy SEAL Team 6 crawling through a jungle somewhere. Uh, And and God bless him for serving. But he's serving on a a base that's like a refueling base in Africa. It's it's mostly a clerical sort of job. And it's not a base that's ever... uh, in the middle of any kind of conflict. And it's great. People have to do that. Military needs that. But uh, when Trump brought it up, it is an interesting question. It's just a little unusual. Well, you know, a lot of times a guy's uh, 18 or he's 21 and joins the military. You know, a young guy joins the Marines. Young guy joins the Army, joins the Navy, the Coast Guard. It's a great thing. But this guy is 56 years older. In your 50s, and he volunteers for the South Carolina National Guard. And I'm sure they do great things in the South Carolina National Guard. But it's unusual in your 50s to go serve overseas. Isn't Linda, you're the voice of reason. Again, if he's 23, signed up, good for please him. Please do not insult me like that and say that I am the voice of reason. Okay? All right, well, Don't let me lose my reputation. All right. Please. But, I'm asking you. Uh, like, you have a husband, right? I mean, you know, yeah. He's a businessman. He's been a businessman in his 20s, 30s, 40s. Now let's say he comes to you in his 50s and says, I think I'm going to go join the military. Wouldn't you say, 
What the hell didn't you do this when you were 23? In fairness to Anthony, and I will tell you this, if the call was to go protect the border, he would drop it all and go tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Okay, but this is to serve on a refueling station yes, in if South he was, Africa. If he was going to be pumping gas in South Africa or Africa or wherever this gentleman is, or if he was in an administrative capacity, I, I don't think, I think he'd stay here. Yeah, I mean, and you shouldn't pick on Nikki Haley's husband. God bless him for serving, but it's voluntary. Uh, and I think, wouldn't you think to yourself it was totally voluntary and it's the National Guard, that if your husband signed up for a year to go away, wouldn't you wonder what, the, <laughs> don't you want to be with me? There, for the- there's so much that I wonder about Nikki Haley. There's a lot that I wonder about Nikki Haley, which is... Um, it's a lot. Yeah. It's very good that anybody's doing anything military-wise. Very, very important. They should be applauded. But once in a while, you get a Pete Buttigieg type of phony. Buttigieg uh, was the mayor of South Bend. He had enough clout to get himself into some special program where you're not really going into the military. Well, here we call him Pothole Pete. Just yeah, Pothole it. Pete. Uh, it's not like he went through basic training. There was no training, nothing. When he says, oh, I was in Afghanistan, he was on a base where he had a clerical job in a cubicle for two months. And he came home, and it was just enough to talk about it. You know, military guys look at the pictures of him in Afghanistan and say, wait a minute, there's no, he's not wearing a helmet. He's trying to look like he's out in the field. No helmet, nothing. Uh, and, you know, what he went through in uh, Afghanistan. The biggest crisis he had is one day the printer ran out of ink, and they, they couldn't find another cartridge. It was unbelievable. So you do get these kind of uh, stolen. Listen, I think at the end of the day, the bottom line is this, putting Michael on any, if you serve, you're, in my eyes, you're a hero. God, I think yeah, there are absolutely. different levels of service. Okay, but. Without question. He is. Her crying on stage. Ridiculous. About, is, is absurd. Yeah. And if, if I thought that Joe Biden trying to figure out how to put one foot in front of the other was embarrassing, I mean, this is so much worse. Yeah. Do she's, not, there's no crying in baseball. No. Knock it off. She's the Republican, Hillary Clinton. She's, uh, her big service was the United Nations. And I think. Vivek Ramaswamy said it best. You can take the ambassador out of the U.N., but you can't take the U.N. out of the ambassador. Uh, anyway, we've got a lot to get to, and we'll take some calls. 800-941-SEAN is the number. Uh, make sure you follow me on Instagram, Mark Simone, NYC, at Instagram. X? I don't know about that thing. I don't know. <laughs> can't figure it out. Uh, Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity.